1: No, definitely not. I would just suggest go over to bimoto.com and check it out. They've got some pictures of what they do. bootiche.com link in the
0: description of the podcast.
1: Yes, cuz it's hard to spell, but they do good work.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Throttled Adventures. Uh, I, thought it was I was Sesame having my Street for a minute mu- Muppet <laughs> Muppets,
1: <fix>. yeah.
0: <laughs> <Beaker>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my
0: f- favorite is still the chef. Yeah, the chef's the chef's the shit. He is. Hello, everybody. Uh, it is September. Holy shit! It is the ninth as we record this. Uh, it's probably two weeks out from, it's going to be almost October when this airs. Oh, Cody hell. will be just, yeah, Cody will be just getting back from his BDR two-up trip. <laughs>
1: and then I'm going to do another one, two-up in a different I way. I don't think we can get into that. No, yeah, we can. I'm going to take the dog on the Utah BDR. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you were thinking there, Chapster, but... I don't know. It's a backdoor discovery or something. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not that progressive yet. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, buddy. I'm kind of (laughs)
0: old-fashioned. At least in public, okay? Well, we'll just leave it at that. Ah, I see. Today, we're going to talk about, you know, it goes right into the BDR. Uh, If you're thinking about BDRs or you're interested in BDRs, uh, tips for new to off road riders. If you're a street rider and you're thinking about, you know, riding off road, uh, it can
1: be intimidating. It's, uh,
0: yeah, it's, well, it's a lot different too. If you take those skills, I gotta say the when I went in March to Bob's BMW, he had a few speakers. He had this guy. His name was Todd Zacher. He was a professional motocross racer. Uh, he did a lot of off road riding and in his later stages of life he decided to buy a GS and go you know adventure riding as some of us do i mean yeah and and listening to his stories <laughs> and his uh you know how he got into the adventure riding it really like hit uh it hit a chord you know because i'm i'm listening to him talk and explain and it's like holy crap i mean this guy uh He's awesome at, you know, explaining his story, but to sum it all up real short, basically, um, he was used to off-road riding on a small bike. Uh-huh. So now you're on this big bike and he was having problems. He kept dropping the bike, He kept crashing, and he was saying, this bike fucking sucks. <laughs> of course, it's well, the bike's fault. Use, it's always, yeah, the bike's he, didn't, fault that. he didn't use, he didn't use the colorful metaphor, but, uh, <laughs> he was blaming it on the bike, saying, this bike sucks. Um, well, come to find out, he learned through much more like, deep insight and looking within himself that he did not know how to ride. A big because, bike. well, no, he didn't know how to ride adventure. Because it's a lot different when you're on a, a little dirt bike. Because a little dirt bike, you can throw that thing around and you can just, you know, put your leg down if you want. You can't do that with a big bike. Yeah. You're, um, it's not as manageable. You need to learn the, well, you need to learn to use the clutch. You don't, I mean, how often do you see motocross racers use a clutch? I mean, they might use it when they shift. They might not. I don't know. know? They're so fast. I can't tell what they're doing (laughs) usually. Yeah.
1: it's It's a little different
0: animal. Yeah. He said he had to learn how to use a clutch. So, um, it, it totally changed everything about, you know, what he was learning. So he, went back to the drawing board and learned how to ride a motorcycle again. So, uh, the whole slow speed maneuvers thing. And it was just like what we were doing uh, at BMW Performance Center class. You know, they were teaching us how to do the slow speed stuff using the clutch because that's going to be your go-to. So, for somebody coming off the road unless you do slow speed maneuvers in the parking lot which I will attest I do a lot and they are so much different off road when you're standing up yes and the and the, the body position flat and can be slippery it's yeah different. i didn't have an issue with the terrain the 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 problem i had was my body position was different because now i'm standing not sitting so it was totally uh it was like
1: a whole new animal. I think that's the best so. first tip, actually. Um, there are many tips and practices you can do, but probably the first...
0: Tip- We're not having an orgy. Where'd you hear that? You said many tips. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, I don't think I printed up a flyer or anything, but maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, babe. Um <laughs> Oh, shit. But no, uh, uh,
0: probably the smartest thing, I mean, would be to get some training. Yes, yeah, and there's many places to do so. Uh, we do have an episode about training where we list off a bunch of places that you can go to find that training, or um, just ask your local dealer that you bought your motorcycle from. They will probably know somebody that is reputable. Uh, I was told by somebody very um f- famous in the adventure industry that most of your really good trainers like the single trainer type people do not advertise. So like the the Todd Zacher, yeah, you, know, you can't find his stuff unless you know to look for it. Yeah. It's not something that's going to come up in a search. Um Jocelyn Snow is another one that <clears throat> you know may have mentioned that to me and yeah you know usually you you don't see her classes listed but i know she teaches yeah pretty much the
1: badasses excuse me don't need to uh no they're usually being they're sought out yes and now that we got that out of the way we spoke to the smart people okay go get lessons go get training we did now let's talk to my people okay (laughs) we're gonna talk to (laughs) the the ones that aren't gonna go get training they're just gonna go do it they're just going to go do it. <laughs> I mean, we've covered
0: the smart people. There you go. Get professional help. Yeah. So those I, of us I want to say my first tip to anybody that's getting started in this, do not go alone. Yeah. are so on good. a big bike, on a big bike. Um, you're new to this. You're not, I mean, street riding, you can ride alone. You're on a street. If something happens, somebody's going to come by. If you're going on these out of the way uh, fire roads and stuff like that, you could be there for a day before somebody comes by. Maybe even longer. Who knows? I mean, honestly, like
1: uh, I'm thinking of doing the Idaho BDR here. And as I'm riding one way, it is totally possible for a standing dead tree to fall behind me. You know, as I've gone by, say I'm doing an out and back. I could make it where I'm going perfectly, but by the time I come back, there could be crap in the road. I mean, it could be a long time before somebody passed by. Also, to right. your point, even if you're with buddies or whatever, tell people
0: where you're going to be and kind of how long you think you might be. Right. Um, I would also carry an SOS device of some sort. What's that?
1: Like a pad? Like a cleaning pad for the dishes? I've seen those before. Yeah. Brillo. I've you know seen them and never used them. Okay. Brillo. Brillo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the wife does the dishes. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes I do them, but I can't let her see that, or she knows that I know how to do them, that type of thing. So you know? when you load the dishwasher, you get a six-pack and hand it to the wife? Sometimes. Sometimes I'll cheer <laughs> her on, like, you're doing great. Words of encouragement. Uh, that's dangerous, by the way. When they're putting away pots and pans, things can possibly could go airborne <laughs> <Yes>. projectiles <laughs> yeah but yeah take a buddy it's better maybe one of your buddies kind of has some skills and they can teach you you know also they can yeah. help you pick up your bike because the yes big bikes
0: are heavy yes and that, that was going to be my next tip uh expect to drop your bike
1: what oh no I'm not doing yes. that.
0: Oh yes, you are. Before before you go out in the the grass or the dirt dirt roads and stuff like that, I would make sure that you have the protection on your bike to protect not only you but the parts on the bike that you don't want damaged. Yeah. Kind of like my talk when I was like fifteen or
1: fourteen. I think I walked in and my mom said, Gotta talk real quick, okay? Don't be stupid, don't be silly, put a snakeskin skin on your willy, and then she walked away. Same thing with your bike. I don't think they make those for that. Not a snake skin, but put some protection on it. couple reasons, it protects your bike, saves you some money later. Also, depending on the protection and whatever, it might not fall over totally on its side, which is cool when you don't have to pick it up from 90 degrees. To- <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, that's one nice thing about the... 1200 1250 GSs because of those they don't go all the way Heads over. sticking out they never yeah as long as you're not picking it as long as it doesn't fall downhill yeah and there are tricks to that you know pulling the wheel yada yada but uh
1: this would be my other tip I guess at this point before you go off road at least watch a video or a few ways to pick up your bike properly yes because you can hurt yourself Not from the fall,
0: but just from picking it up improperly. Yeah, and even if you're picking it up with a friend, there are proper ways to uh, pick that up with uh, multiple people as well. You know, don't one person on one side, one person on the other. It's usually one person has the handlebars and you want to make sure that you straighten out the handlebars when you pick it up. You don't want them turned. And then you want the other person to pick up from the rear both on the same side of the bike. If you're picking it up from the, if it's off the, say the kickstand's in the air, uh, put your kickstand down. Yeah, if you're lucky enough. Pick it up so it sits on, yeah, pick it up so the kickstand's, because you're going to be on the wrong side of the bike. Yeah, that's a good one because uh, as you pick it up,
1: you can push it to the other side and flip it over again. And Not only is that embarrassing, but it's very frustrating. And usually yeah, I'm, I I just have a friend help me and I just try and like sit on the bike while they pick it up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You won't have a friend very long if you do that shit.
0: So. No, you won't. No, you won't. They'll
1: be like, I ain't riding with that idiot. <laughs> Although I've seen people that I wouldn't put
0: it past them. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I got to say the the first time I dropped my bike at the BMW class, uh, I went to pick it up and – the B&W instructors yelled over, don't pick that up by yourself. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, and then I said, fuck, in front of people. No. I said, fuck, inside my head. There you go. Because <laughs> when it fell, the and it fell in the grass, soft grass, and it had rained uh, the day before, so it wasn't hard. It was you know softer, and it broke the brake lever right off. Right, you know where that they make that little notch yep. in the brake lever for it to break, it's snapped right That's, there. It makes yeah, it for, well, I swear to God mine broke too. What well, actually, what well, they do, they make it to break so it doesn't do any more damage somewhere else or trap your fingers. Pro tip or idiot tip, I'm not sure, but uh, on dirt bikes,
1: you know, they make shorty levers, yes. which I love, but the regular ones with that snap, I usually snap it off right away on purpose and make it a shorty lever because shorty levers are pretty freaking expensive. At least for my dirt bikes, they're like insane. Like a hundred bucks when that, when a regular one's like 10 or 15 (laughs) and I'm like, I'll just snap that off and file it down a little. Um, Hand guards can save your levers sometimes, but not always. I have hand guards. Yeah. Not always. I I mean, yeah, mine broke too. So it was just, fell the right way
0: so yeah and christ uh, dropped it in the sand later and somehow i ripped my seat i don't know if i caught the buckle of my boot or what happened but i ripped the seat uh yeah and i want to give a huge shout out to sergeant uh, motorcycle products they make the sergeant seats uh, i had an issue with my seat I contacted them, they said, oh, "No problem, we'll fix it under warranty, send it back." I shipped it out, they received it on Tuesday. They had it in the shop on Wednesday, repaired, it was shipped back out on Thursday, and I got it back the following Tuesday with Memorial Day in between. So, wow. that's it, impressive. Yeah, uh really fast uh shipping. So they had to tear the cover off and get in cuz the lock pin I had an issue with the lock pin, But, yes, thank you so much for the quick and speedy return. Yes.
1: Speaking of shout-outs, can I give one real quick? Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Sure. Uh, here in Sandy, Utah, there is a store called Harris Motorsports. Um, it's kind of a Ducati shop, but it's the BMW shop. We don't have a BMW motorcycle in Utah, but uh, really? in a future or In an episode around this time period, you'll meet Greg and Jess again. They had some issues in Utah. Last week. We ended up uh, going to that shop and doing the work ourselves in their parking lot, which was cool that they let us, but it was 105 degrees, and uh, the owner's son, Troy, came out and brought us one of those, like, event or race tent, you know, like, shade thing he's wow, like the shade's gonna cool. go away and if i swear to god if he wouldn't have we'd, we we would have died it was you know on the black top and it's 105 degrees sun beaten down brought us some waters uh the mechanic actually came out one of the younger kids matt uh, came out to see what we were doing and kind of give us some pointers which he didn't have to do so nope. if you're stuck in utah or need some service i would highly recommend them like they didn't have to do any of that. In fact, they didn't get—I don't think we gave them a dollar for anything—and
0: they were totally cool, helped us out. So that's awesome. Yeah, and I—I want to say they probably couldn't let you work on the bike in the shop for insurance reasons. Yeah, no, no. But I mean, I you have been. At can't really stop you from where They were it? like,
1: you can't do your own work in our in view of our custom. You know, people yeah, can be dicks and. Digs and- And businesses can be stingy, and they just honestly wanted to help any way they could. So, and a big shout out to Hollywood for going over and picking up their part. Yes, that was was pretty awesome.
0: Amazing. Yes, and if you haven't heard about that, check. uh, You missed last week's episode, so you need to go check the last episode. Rough, rough. Yeah, you can find uh, all our catalog on either on our website or you can head on back to the, well, actually down in the description, you should be able to find previous episodes that uh, we've had them on twice. And uh, God, I had so much fun. I mean, they're, they're such nice people. And like the, we laughed and it was like talking to old friends. Yeah. I mean, they really are great people. And I, I, I would if if uh, I was financially sound and had plenty of cash to throw around I would try and sponsor them somehow. Yeah. You never for know. Me.
1: Hopefully. But uh in that vein, you know, for uh for girl up that they're uh, doing the around the world for is a charity. If you donate yes. five, ten bucks, every little bit helps and uh if you buy any of their gear for your dog whether it rides or they just have cool leashes, harnesses, stuff like that. Ten uh, percent of it goes to their to the charity. So,
0: yes, and every dollar you send for the charity, they are not using that for their trip. That every penny goes to the Girl Up organization. If 20, you want to yeah. find out more about what they're doing, uh, you can listen to last week's episode or the episode we did back in February where she talked more about. The Girl Up organization. Yeah. This it's time
1: we were talking more about their trip and uh, pit stops. You'll have to check Whoa. it out if you want to know more. It's, it's pit stops Cody or pit Worthy. falls? It's Cody Worthy fuckery going on oh. there. I tell you, they give you a run for their money <laughs> oh, yeah. on this trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was kind of like their Minnesota stop. I hope I was nicer oh, than geez. the freaking Minnesota dude was to me, don't you know?
0: Yeah, they got lucky that you were there. So, um, yeah, uh, uh riding off road, stand uh, up, probably. Yes. Uh, you're going to want to stand up. Uh, there's a, a few reasons for that. Um, probably the most important one is it so allows cool? you to, no, it allows <laughs> you to balance your bike easier, better and flow with it. Uh, it allows you, it allows the bike to work underneath you. Because the bike is going to do all the work if you let it. If you let it. Yeah, that's the
1: big key. That's a good side tip, I guess. The bikes are set up to handle that stuff. So yes. at first I used to fight the bike trying to make it do what I wanted. Then I finally realized the bike's trying to quote-unquote right itself through oh. suspension. And yeah. So, yeah. Yes.
0: Stand up. As long as you keep the thing moving it will not want to fall over. Yeah, that's, that's not, not Murphy's that... law. It's some other law. Yeah, it's a uh, centrifugal force law. Yeah, that law. So Another one I don't have pay these... attention to. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I, Just I think kidding. I got it wrong, too. But Basically, you have this sphere that's spinning. Um, I, I don't know if anybody else has done that in school, but uh, when we were in high school... Our science teacher had a bicycle wheel that he would spin at a rapid speed, and it was on like a, a stick, this pole, and he had everybody come up and try and turn it and you it was it was almost impossible to turn that thing from straight up and lean it to the side. It just did not want to go. it wanted to be straight up, yeah, your up bike doesn't want to wreck, so
1: don't make it
0: wreck <laughs> right. Yeah usually if you fall it's because uh you hit something that upset the apple cart or you were not going fast enough or using your clutch in the friction zone or weighting your bike properly at slower speeds. Yes. Another reason we fall
1: I was very guilty of this when I started riding off road uh not looking far enough ahead. I would look right in front of the front wheel even though i knew i shouldn't but i watched the rock i was gonna hit come from 100 yards away to my tire which if you stare at something you're gonna go there like turning on the road you want to look into the turn where you want to go right right same kind of philosophy but uh pretty much if you're looking ahead your brain will kind of automatically most people's brain will automatically kind of react to stuff. But if you start watching, like, one foot in front of your tire, it's a great way to wreck because what I found is I'd watch one obstacle hit my tire, but because I was looking so close, I didn't see the rock that was
0: 10 feet beyond it. <laughs> and then right. you're in the, oh, shit mode. So. Well, not just that. Uh, the BMW Performance Center class, they taught us that by looking – Ahead at where you want to go, like when we were doing the tight circles. If you're looking back across your bike at the other side of the circle, it helps you balance your bike. Whereas if you're looking straight down at the ground, it's easier for your body to get off balance. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's it's bullshit. It kind of does. I can it attest think about that it. it's it's true. So my my son
1: when he was uh, like about two. Uh, he would uh, run, but he would look back like at M- Mere Amber, <laughs> like look how fast I'm going, <laughs> and uh, run into the wall or into the chair. <laughs> you know, same thing. If if you're walking, looking down at your phone, it's easy to stumble. It's easy to you know bump into somebody, whatever. So it just makes yeah. sense. Look where you're going. Especially at any speed at all is very important, <laughs> right? What about steer with your feet? Have you heard this term?
0: Um, yeah, well, I, I don't mean know if that's advanced, it, or I worth think that's saying. more with the the lighter bikes. Um, when we were doing the slow speed maneuvers, maneuvers, we were getting off the bike to the other side and turning the wheel full lock, which was unnerving to me like turning that front wheel full lock but that was part of my issue with making the circles because you know full lock on a bike is <laughs> it's like counterintuitive I' kinda you've love been it riding dirt bikes I for a while
1: can't do anything well i mean i know what you're saying but, it, it's uncomfortable
0: but i'm just saying yeah then the handlebars are kind of rest Right, but off. you're supposed to be off the bike on the other side. Yes. So the bike is leaning over, So, and by having them at full lock, you're at your tightest turning radius. It, uh, it so goes that was along the part of my problem. Of,
1: obviously, you're standing here on a heavier bike, but I think it was Meg's perhaps. I don't know. Uh, as, you're, as you're trying to turn, let's, this is a dirt bike, but follow along, people. It does have a point. Uh, basically. You wanted your butt. If your seat was square, on the outside, like your the crease of your butt would be on that corner. And we're talking tight That's if you're sitting, sitting Right, okay. Same thing though, standing up, you're on the other side of the bike. Yes. Like Chappie's saying. Yes. So-
0: they actually uh, they actually taught us your inside knee was pinching the edge of the seat on the inside. And your other knee was, if you were on the 1250, they wanted you to put it up against the cylinder head. But on, you know, my bike, I was having a hard time finding that spot. Yeah. But they want you to put it against the the gas tank. So, you're like twisting, you're you're like twisting your body. And that's part of the reason for the whole turn your handlebars to the left. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't turn them far enough, you don't turn your body enough to get into the proper position i think that was part of my downfall with Literally. i was doing okay with the slalom yes <laughs> and i well i didn't fall because oh, they helped right. catch my bike <laughs> i didn't fall i fell when i started practicing the stuff on my own Hey, we all like fall. the slalom
1: we all fall if we're going off road and practicing what is the saying yeah. off road if, you, if you're not falling off road you're not You're not riding, you're not not trying. Yeah, you're not trying, you're not doing, you're not not challenging yourself. I get it. It's uh, from a street perspective, it's way counterintuitive to think you're going to fall. It's terrifying. Even riding for years off-road, it's still terrifying to think about falling, but it's part of the gig.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my big thing was like, I did not do the rock course because A, my skid plate was plastic. And B, uh, I was four hours away from home, and I did not want to drop my bike in a pile of rocks and have one puncture something and end my trip. And uh, (laughs) on top of that, basically, your
1: bike's pretty much brand new. I mean, pretty. I had just under two thousand miles on it. Yeah, you're still getting to love it. You know, you don't want to destroy it right away. Oh, my goodness. Those barking
0: spiders came back. He used to call it the duck. Quack, quack, Oh, yeah, I would fart in the supermarket, and my youngest would go, Dad, you're supposed to leave the duck at home. <laughs> Did you start leaving your kid at home? <laughs> no. No, no. I mean, that's that kind of shit would embarrass them. So what else? Uh... Make sure you have the right equipment when you go off road. Yes. Like uh um, riding on the street, uh, jacket, pants, you know, gloves, helmet. Those are all well and good. Um, off road, the probably one of the most important things that you can wear besides your helmet is a good pair of boots. Yes, especially with the heavier bikes yeah uh they will prevent you if you get stuck underneath the bike from breaking bones a lot of times um it will give you the support for if you have to plant your foot in the ground to get back up on the bike if you start going over uh i i would recommend people go watch uh Brett Tack's video about dabbing um he's it's very intuitive uh the way he's explains it for you to understand that you're not putting your foot down to catch the bike. You're putting the foot down to put you back onto the bike type of thing, where you kind of get a little unsettled. Sometimes putting your foot down and pushing yourself back up on the bike. Do not try and catch the bike like you would with a little dirt no, bike.
1: It's, it's definitely different than like trials. I mean, dabbing is bad in trials, right? You get, Oh, you lose points, yeah. But you lose more than that when you dab with a big bike sometimes. (laughs) Well, If you do it incorrectly.
0: Well, yeah. Well, the point is dabbing, not like if you're on a dirt bike, motocross bike, they put their foot down to catch and push the bike back up. You're not doing that with a 500-pound bike. But if you ride dirt bikes
1: previous to this, you might have that. Intuitively, and it can yes. be dangerous. So that's—I don't know if that's a higher level tip, but yeah, just
0: yeah. Your the, leg's well, not I mean, we're
1: catch a six hundred pound bike very well.
0: No, keep your there. yeah. Try and keep your feet on the pegs. Um You don't need to put your boot up under the handlebars like you do on a motocross bike. Yeah, it's not necessary. It might look cool for a second, but it's not necessary. No,
1: it won't look cool. <laughs> It might look cool if
0: it was somebody else yeah. doing it and I it was won't. filming. But. <laughs> it won't. It, I'm telling you, it won't. Because, number one, you're not leaning the bike over far enough like the motocross guys do. And, number two, um, if you got the bike leaned over that far, you're done. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh,
1: and that is something. That's a good tip. Uh, tip. If you tip those heavy bikes. Uh, to a certain point, there's a tipping point, and the heavier bikes, they'll they'll let you know, and you're not saving it usually. Yeah, just let it go. And in fact, yeah. that's yeah. when I've I've been lucky, but you know, I've pulled some muscles in the shoulder or back just trying to save that before I learned that <laughs> it's going. There's nothing I can do. I'm not Arnold, even if I was. Right. So, yeah. Another thing that's scary is uh off-road sometimes your you know your rear tire might move around a little bit.
0: Yeah, um you can get away with some of that if your bike has traction control. Um that will help. Uh usually the especially the newer bikes you can turn off the ABS to the rear but it keeps the ABS on the front which is not a big deal because if you lock your front in the dirt you're done it's just it's a recipe for disaster especially if the bike has leaned over at all because that tire is just going to wash out you're going to lose all your grip um i use heavy front i always have i mean it's just that that's the that's your stopping power but when you get into the dirt and especially with these big bikes you're going to want to use more rear brake and you know use your front sparingly gradually yeah, yeah sparingly but gradually you're you're not going to want to grab it like you would on the on the pavement because yeah. that's going to you know yeah you
1: braking that's the whole thing like if you're going downhill you're going to break differently than you would on flat ground and because if you're going downhill and you grab a bunch of front brake i can i can tell you real quick it's going to happen i don't know I don't know
0: why I would know that, but well, I mean, it's just uh, the simple fact of, um, being off road. You're already, your grip is not the same as it is on pavement. So like grabbing a bunch of front usually will lead the front to wash. it just, it never ends well. I mean, even on a, a regular dirt bike, if you grab a fistful of front, you're in trouble. Called the
1: stoppy if you control it. Most of us don't end up controlling that. So it's called an endo. Yeah. <laughs> Not an enduro, an endo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I would say, you know,
0: or a high side.
1: <laughs> high side, low side. They can both hurt. I mean, there's all sorts of no, stuff off the road. Grabbing a fistful of front. Yeah. Um, but you you can start. You know, find something easy, uh I mean gravel is another animal, dirt's another animal, but you it can is. usually find somewhere close somewhere that, you know, is fairly flat ish and you don't have to tackle like the expert section
0: your first time out. You know somebody's got a dirt parking lot, you know, it's a good place to practice some stuff. On the weekend, a construction site maybe.
1: But watch yeah. out for nails. Watch it. Yeah, just get creative, but I mean, yes, that's another thing, you know, off-road, learning to plug your tires or change your tires. But that'll be another episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, um
1: So ride with buddy, get some lessons. I mean, YouTube is helpful uh for it information, is. but there's nothing like real life and there's nothing like a good instructor. Like, that's the best hands-on. It's,
0: it's really hard. I mean, unless you've got a device where you can set it up and ride circles around it and then watch your posture and then make changes, um, having somebody there to watch you and give you input in the moment or if you're doing something wrong and you can't quite grasp it, to have them like position you on the bike and say, okay, this is how it should feel. Yeah. Type of thing. Totally. Because, uh, when I was riding with Johnny Mac he, and we're doing the
1: hard obstacles, I mean, this dirt bikes, but he's telling me, stand up, put your butt here, your, this in my head. I was doing that. And finally he just like got his phone out and filmed me doing it. And I totally thought I was in the right position doing the right thing. And he's like, look, this is not even close to what I'm telling you, but seeing it or having somebody there to point it out can help save a lot of uh, practice the wrong way, Frustration. which is hard to, um to break after you get
0: in. the. Oh habit yeah. Bad habits way. are, are hard to break. And that was one of the ones I was having. Um, I was having a hard time breaking my dirt bike standing habits. So I don't stand on the street bike. I, sit because we're on the street of course you don't stand so. you got a sergeant seat yes i missed
1: that thing when i went to I New Hampshire. Bet you did <laughs> i mean I'm just glad a few to have hours on not a sergeant seat will make you appreciate that sucker a lot more yeah i'm very glad to have it back yeah what else uh we can get into with uh perfectly i guess the the number one tip is go get some fucking lessons people okay and if if you're yeah, not smart and go out there and break your bones like I did and
0: <laughs> try and get it. Yeah. <laughs> and once you do get lessons, uh, you know, I mean, if you listen to last week's podcast, yes. you know how much the lessons helped Jess. But um, pro tip from
1: Jess and them. After you get lessons, go practice those things you learned. Yeah, you have to you have to keep them fresh in your mind. Yes. It's kinda like a knife, you gotta Sharpen it once in a while. Yeah, or it
0: won't cut what you want it to cut. Yep. You know, A dull knife is dangerous, so, they say. It's true. Yeah, because it's too dull to do the job that you want, but it's still sharp enough to cut your finger. Yeah, so you push harder, and it
1: slips off, and then you really mess yourself up.
0: <laughs> right.
1: But yeah, if you got any Alrighty. tips that we missed, leave them. Uh, yeah.
0: And leave them somewhere. Instagram. Discord. Discord. You can reply to the, you know, leave a comment on the Instagram post that we put up for each episode. Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, If we get enough, we can revisit this with some more tips and stuff like that. Yeah. Hopefully this episode comes out. We're, We're back on Riverside here to test it out and see what's going on. And, um, have to see what happens here in the future with Riverside.
1: Yeah. With my new computer, it says I'm uploaded 99% right now. That's pretty cool. That's good.
0: Yeah, and everything's
1: been good, so fingers crossed. Now
0: everything crashes. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Right at the finish line, you know.
0: (laughs) Yes. All right. So uh, we'd like to give a huge shout-out to Emoto Tomic. Uh, you got to head on over to MotoAtomic.com and check out their hoodies and gas can hoodies and hoodies. Gas can hoodies are right around the corner because, well, yes. we're
1: pushing October.
0: Yes. Can't wait to start wearing mine every day. And then they have dry bags, T-shirts, stickers, hats. Keychains. Uh, they're all, all high quality. Yep. Uh, all high quality merchandise. Uh Oh, motorcycle-owned business, and you can use the discount code THROTTLEDABB to save 20% on your purchase. You also head on over to motocampnerd.com and use that same discount code for 10% on your purchase. And he has all kinds of camping gear and even luggage for uh, motorcycles.
1: Pretty much you've ever heard of a wish list, you know, some shopping list. Amazon has a wish list you can add to. Yeah. Ben's pretty much got my whole wish list at his store.
0: (laughs) And then some. And then some. Yeah. Yes. He's got a couple. And like Cody's probably got $10,000 worth of camping gear. And (laughs) probably do. it all right behind me. (laughs) I tried to uh, give some
1: away to Greg and he just left it here.
0: Ben still has uh, a lot of stuff that you want. Yes. So that's, that's pretty impressive. That is, that is really impressive. He, he
1: knew from the beginning kind of what he was after. And like, for me, I have all that stuff because I bought cheap and, and tried different things and whatever. I can attest that Ben has, he's got the right vision in mind and the right gear for what a lot of us want to do. Basically camping
0: off a motorcycle, (laughs) either street or not street. He's got you covered. Yeah. And he's also got it set up to where if, um, you want to buy a new tent or a new sleeping pad, sleeping bag, they've got, like, that Affirm, so you can make payments over several months. Yeah, thank so. God
1: they denied me. Thank God. I
0: did try. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Yeah. Ben knows you too well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with Camp. No, it so. has nothing to do with him. Separate entity. But uh, yes, so he, he's got everything from small packing, motorcycle type camping supplies, whether it's tents or sleeping pads, sleeping bags, stoves. You know, it, if it has to do with camping, he probably has it. And if he doesn't carry it, give him a shout because they're looking for, you know, things to carry in the shop that people want.
1: But recently, I've been looking. He doesn't have too many holes in the things that you could want or need that I've seen. Right. But he is cool enough. He'll take suggestions. Yes. But spend this winter so, in your gas can hoodie
0: and get some new stuff yes. from Auto camp Nerd with a discount. And if you, And if you want to upgrade your suspension or have some cool... Sarah uh, Coat done to some of your motorcycle parts to change the colors or make it look cool. You can send all your stuff to a Moto.
1: They have,
0: yeah, they have taken Cody's blown up 300 motor and Cody proofed it. Yes, and I, I've been and testing
1: it. We'll, we'll be talking more about that when I get back. I don't know what your neighbor's doing up there, but. Uh, can you hear it? No, but I see you looking oh. like. I can hear it God damn
0: Crazy It is
1: Friday I mean To each their own I guess
0: Freaky Friday
1: Freaky Friday Speaking of Freaky Friday I'm gonna go get freaky With Amy Lee tonight
0: Fingers crossed I make it to see In this moment I'm really looking forward To seeing Maria Brink I know you are So I heard she's a whore
1: well, I heard that from her own song. That's why I'm saying that, people. If you're not yes. familiar, I'm not just but being a But that's not what it means. It's not what it means?
0: No. Oh. <laughs> I thought horror was horror. Yeah, no. She's it, awesome. It's, uh, I hope you get to see her. I do, too, because uh, I, I really like the music. My favorite is Black Wedding. Whoa. That song. I love that song. Do you know it?
1: I know it. I know it. Ooh. I know some other ones, but we won't talk about them. I like to keep <laughs> Big those Bad ones Wolf private. Wolf pretty they're, good, they're, too. They're, they're kind of special to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll see how Amy Lee is. I haven't seen her for about 10 years. I, that was the first concert I took Abby to. So Abby decided we needed to revisit that since she's coming back. But. Yeah, I, I was disappointed when I went to see them. Yeah. Well, as long as she has her black hair and some pipes left, I should be happy. What
0: the? What
1: the hell? The is printer that?
0: just the printer just oh, decided that it, it had to do its again, freaking
1: maintenance trying thing. Trying different things. It's like, what the
0: fuck? it's, yeah, it's time for the Freaky printer. Friday. Yeah, Freaky Friday, baby.
1: Why don't you go knock all out right. your neighbor and get your
0: righty. Thank you all for listening. Uh, remember, we have Patreon if you want to hear this early. Or see some bonus content. Uh, if this Riverside turns out and works well, we will be able to start doing the live recording with an audience. And uh, in order to get in on that, you have to be in uh, on Patreon. Yes, so. we do appreciate. Appreciate. We do appreciate.
1: There we go. How <laughs> uh, to announce? Annunciate?
0: Annunciate?
1: <laughs> Anyway, we do appreciate your support. Um, neither of us are independently wealthy, and uh, no. we love doing this. And it, it's really cool when uh, you guys support and we try to give back. We need to do a live. Yes, very soon. Anyway, thanks for letting us invade your ear holes. Now get out there and ride. Get some lessons. Get on road and off road, baby.
0: Yes. R-rap. So until next week. Don't do what
1: Kathy's neighbor's doing. At least in public.